Well, all right then, praise the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Greet you all this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to receive all the glory, to take the honor that, that belongs to him. And we just give the Lord praise this morning. We give the Lord glory this morning. Amen. And we thank him this morning, Father, for what you've already done, what you're doing, what you promised to do, Lord God. We just thank you this morning, Lord God, that <clears throat> we can do all things too. Through Christ who strengthens us and the things that we can't do, Lord God, we depend on you who is our help, Lord God, and you will help us to do those things, God, that we fall short of, those things that are impossible through our own ability, our own might and our own strength. You said by my spirit. And so we thank you this morning for your spirit, the paracletos who comes alongside of us to help us even now, Lord, as we break down uh, the, these, these, these teachings that you're giving us concerning healthy living and living a healthy life, everything that pertains to life and godliness that we might build a future this year as we move forward lord god a future of optimal overall wellness favorable situations oh god and so we thank you lord god that we're talking about physical wellness we're talking about spiritual wellness we're talking about emotional wellness environmental wellness financial wellness occupational wellness and environmental wellness and so we just thank and praise you lord god for this race that you have set before us but we cannot run this race successfully until we build we have to build ourselves up as good soldiers lord god we have to train we have to practice and we have to rehearse these things lord god that they may become a reality and by the time this year comes to a close we would have achieved the ultimate the optimal ultimate wellness that you desire god if we continue to stay the course lord god and not grow weary in our well-doing so we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor this morning again this is pastors less than sharon hayes here this morning your host just like to greet you and welcome you this morning to the school of healing the wellness center the virtual wellness center this morning we're going to learn some things this morning i believe that's going to propel us to another level this morning, amen, in this race that we're running, amen. But in the meantime, we're, we're, we're moving slow, but that's okay. We got to build ourselves up because we don't know, amen, what kind of heels we're going to run into, what kind of curves we're going to have to engage, change and elevate. There's a lot of things, new things that are coming at us, amen, that's, that we're going to have to engage and it's maybe it's just not a flat surface that we're running on there may be some ups down bumps in the road you may get a couple of bad reports from the doctor but you still can believe the report of the lord amen might not be pleasant that's okay but god has got it all worked out because he already has a plan that we're going to be able amen to be blessed as our souls are blessed we're going to prosper our lives our health everything's going to prosper as our souls prosper and this is what this is all about it's about feeding your soul building your soul up you know so that when it's time to run and walk by faith amen we don't be stumbling and tripping all over the place and wasting time and, and you know and, and and losing momentum and so uh I, I just thank the lord this morning amen for the opportunity to come and share with you this morning amen what thus says the lord this morning and so you know we um uh, last week when we were together we talked about some things amen and uh gave you some definitions about you know, the scripture that we use out of the book of Proverbs chapter 7, 
19, I want to say 17, verse 14, I think was the scripture that we use. Yes, no, no, seven, book of Proverbs chapter 17, verses 22 of the King James Bible. And it talked about a merry heart that doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drive the bones. And we talked about laughter. We talked about joy. We talked about the things, amen, that releases chemical reactions in our body through laughter. Through, And we, we talked about a scripture where it said, the Lord will ask God for gladness and he'll put gladness in us, amen. And I I, I, I picked that up on from Jeremiah because Jeremiah was, was a person that had reached a point in his life where he was about to succumb to all the pressures of life. And my God, he had an encounter with the Lord. Man, it's time for some folks to have an encounter with the Lord. We're having one with him and it brings gladness. It brings excitement. It brings joy. And Nehemiah said in the book of Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 of the King James Bible, he said, hey, it's the joy of the Lord. This is my strength. He too faced some challenges. He was put in a dungeon because of the work he was trying to do to build the walls so they could rebuild the temple so they had a place to worship. And he ran into all kinds of opposition. There are people right now, man, struggling with all kinds of oppositions in, all, in some of these areas that we've been talking about. You know, their physical wellness, their emotional wellness, wellness, their financial wellness, their environmental wellness is not treating them right. Right now they're fighting snow bridge just went out in Pennsylvania. So all these things, man, are important. But look at God. Look at the wisdom of God. Look at the faithfulness of God. He did not wait for these things to happen. He kind of told us, go ahead and build for that kind of future. Expect these things so that when they happen, you have a place that you can run to. The name of the Lord, we say, is a strong tower. The book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 10, a strong tower. In other words, when you run to the name of the Lord, you run to everything that's in this Bible that was given to us in his name. This whole Bible is centered around Jesus Christ. You know, and that's where we run to. We run to what thus says the scripture, and that's where we find refuge. And when we dwell in that secret place, because it's a secret place for a lot of folks. Some folks don't know about this. These mysteries have not been made known to them. This is why we do what we do to try to get this out so that people don't have to be assuming. They don't have to guess. They don't have to go out here and find themselves. I was listening to the news. Pastor Sharon said that one of these brand new $120,000 cars, these Teslas, man, these electric cars was out there stuck in the snow on the road, man. And guess what? They ran out of juice. I saw all that money for a car, man. After 16 hours, the battery went dead. I said, wow, you know, so so God is letting us know, man, you know, that, you know, he, he wants us to be wise as serpents, smart about things, not taking unnecessary risks, because all of this stuff affects us. All these areas that we're building ourselves up in, it has an effect, if not on us, on others, you know. And so we want to be able to be, hey, man, uh, 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 optimally well so we can help other people to achieve a level of wellness and and if we don't be first partakers it become a, a greater challenge to try to help someone else and so this is why we're invested in what we're doing amen and so that was our base scripture right there want to want to open up this morning with a, with a prayer and then get right into this our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is your kingdom the power and the glory father that all be belongs to you. Now, Holy Spirit, guide us through this word this morning. We're praying that at the end of this session this morning that we will be a lot healthier than we were when we, before we started because the word of God is like a medicine. It do it good like a medicine. Hallelujah, Lord God. And so we thank you this morning that it is marrow to our bones. Lord God, it is a medicine to our flesh. It, it, it acts that way, God, to bring healing and, and, and some satisfaction, Lord God, because <clears throat> we are satisfied with the things that we have in God. 
And so that brings about a level of joy and excitement, Lord God. And so we thank you this morning for laughter in the spirit this morning. For it's in the name of Jesus that we gather this morning. Amen. All right, then. So, you know, I got to tell y'all a little joke this morning before I break this bread open to you this morning. And, you know, uh, I'm just going to ask a question. Y'all don't have to answer, but I, I would just want to know how many of you out there like watermelons? I know I love watermelons, but raised up on watermelons. Amen. It's, it's, it's a flower plant that has a vine on it, man. But I tell you, boy, I could do some big old juicy watermelon. You can get red meat watermelon, seed watermelon, seedless watermelons. You know, you can get yellow meat watermelons. I mean, you can get all kinds of striped ones. You can get ones that are just green. You can get all kinds of watermelons. You have over 1,000 species of watermelons now. <coughs> Wasn't like that when I grew up on the farm. You only had like a couple of types of watermelon. But now, man, because of, you know, the, being able to manipulate the seed and all this stuff, now you have one over 1,000 species of watermelon. And watermelons are drawn, grown all over the world. Everybody got access now to that good old juicy, sweet, healthy, nutritious watermelon. And they are so, so good. They have so many benefits. Even the rind is good and has a health benefit, nutrition benefit. But I want to tell you a little joke to get you laughing this morning, to get the chemical endorphins released in your body this morning before you take this word it'll, it'll go a whole lot better if god released some gladness after this joke i'm getting ready to tell you and so i was raised up on a farm we were you know we were raised up on a farm and my granddad and them and my aunts and uncle and them man we worked the fields you know for them for them old them folks up there who had all that land and they broke us off a little piece of land and we grew stuff you know we grew every just about everything it was only a few times a month that our folks came to town to get lard and flour and meal and stuff them big 10 gallon bags and containers you know and flower cans you know but most of the stuff we raised on the farm and i remember my granddad you know he raised watermelons i remember picking and loading watermelons man i'm telling you, i ain't never seen that many watermelons they load out them big 18 wheelers load it down with watermelon but i remember this a guy telling this joke about watermelons you know i was i was an adult when he told it but i look back because he was referencing, you know, how he was raised. And I remember how I was raised. And watermelon was a part of us. Man, we would go out there in the morning, man, and take your fist and hit that watermelon. They call it right in the heart and reach your hand down and just get the heart of that watermelon. And just, just put it in your mouth, man. That stuff was so good. The juice running everywhere. But see, them was the, them was the days. Them watermelons was humongous, man. You know, they grew big old watermelon. Now you get these little old things, man. You go in the market, man, and they say, watermelon? That's a watermelon? They ain't about the size of a grapefruit. But they be so, so good. That's because they done manipulated them watermelons but the watermelons that I want to tell this joke about now on the farm that I grew up on we had chickens I remember I had to go in the hen house and get eggs for grandma Roxy you know and they had hens everywhere every Sunday man they would kill a hen and you had chicken every Sunday you had chicken and they cooked every part of the chicken they ain't throw away nothing you know chicken and rice man you know that was a favorite the back the tail the neck everything went in there and they had them eggs but also, you know, chickens can be very, very messy. They can stank up the place. And so my granddad and them used to always go in and clean out the chicken coop, they called it. And they would go spread that stuff out there in the field, you know, to fertilize, to fertilize the field with it. And this guy told this joke one time, you know, preacher. You know, I, was, I heard him tell this joke. And he said, you know, that chicken poop, you know, feces, is the best kind of, you know, fertilizer for water, growing watermelons. 
And I, I thought about it, you know, and I said, I remember Granddad and I used to do that. You know, everything on the farm got recycled. You know, the horses, you recycled the horse manure, everything, you know. And, and, and some people do it today. It, it, it adds to the soil, the context of the tent of the soil. And so to make this, 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 this long story short, you know, we grew watermelons. And I never could figure out why them watermelons were so big. Now, my granddad had two mules. One was named Kate and one name was Blue. And they would plow them with mules, man. So we didn't have tractors. They had mules. They would plow them mules. And they had a wagon. And I remember downtown Bainbridge, you had the Oak Grove. And on weekend when they came to town, they drove the wagon to town, parked it in the Oak Grove. And everybody, you know, back then that day, they had a, they had a, a, a wagon. And sometimes they would bring them watermelon. But my granddad, them watermelons he grew on that farm, they were so, so humongous because of that type of fertilizer, you know. He could only get two on the wagon. And they were so big till I remember one time, you know, this guy said he remembered. And uh, they were taking these watermelons man to town and only get two on the wagon. And halfway there, one of the watermelons rolled off the wagon and burst on the ground and drowned both of them mules. <laughs> Amen. God bless you all. Y'all laugh at my joke now. You know, those are big watermelons. One, one of them rolled off the wagon and, and, and burst and drowned both of granddad mules. Now, that's a joke that guy told Abad. You know, and I, I can picture that because I remember how them watermelons used to be. You know, but I never had that experience. But that guy told that joke, man, and I could relate to part of it. But he had me laughing, man, when he told that joke, man. That one of them watermelons rolled off that wagon and burst and drowned both of granddad drowned both of them mules, man. I tell you, he had me cracking up. Okay, so there's your laughing for this morning. Amen. Hopefully you're laughing right now, silly. Amen. And some things are being released because of Mary. Every heart do it good like a medicine and hopefully it's taking place right now. Some things are being released in your spirit this morning, in your body this morning, and you're not suffering from a broken, dried up, broken and dried up bones this morning. Hopefully there's some joy being released right now. But I want to preface another passage of scripture this morning out of the book of Psalms, chapter 126, verses 1 through 6, the King James Bible. And it says this, it says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. Hopefully that's taking place right now. And our tongues with singing. Things we love to do. Then said they among the heathens. The Lord had done great things for them. He has y'all. The Lord has done great things for us. He has y'all. Yeah. Them then and us now and us tomorrow. Wherefore, we are glad. We ought to be glad about the things God has already done. It's hard to be glad about the things he's doing right now. We don't be glad about how we got here. It wasn't my, my good luck. It wasn't my charm. It was the Lord who saved us. It was the Lord who did great things for us. And for that, we ought to be glad. And he's still doing them today. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He will be the same. So we ought to be glad. We ought to shout now. Don't wait till the battle is over so that some joy can be our strength like no other joy that will come down to us from above. And we already have the spirit of joy in us. We have the spirit of God in us in case we don't have no joy. He will produce joy in us. Talking about the Holy Spirit. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, so we ought to be glad. He said, whereof we are glad. When we know the, the source of our joy. He says, whereof, uh, that's the source. Now, I'm not talking about the happiness that you get a good feeling in the world when you get something, you know, new, new, new shoes or whatever. But I'm talking about that, that joy that lasts like no other, you know. And he says, turn 
you know, again, our captivity. Our Lord, as the streams of the south, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with what? Rejoicing, <coughs> bringing his sheaves with him. You know, bringing your offering, bringing your blood, bringing, bringing something good to offer to the Lord. Your sheaves. If it might be people, it might be fruit of your labor. You don't know, but you ought to bring something. Don't come to God empty-handed. Bring God something. Whatever it is, you're going to offer to him. Bring it to him. Whatever it is. You know, whatever it is, bring it to him. Offer it to him. I tell you what he loved more than anything. He loved for us to offer ourselves to him as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable God without a spot or without a wrinkle. Our bodies. That's the best thing you can offer God. You know, we want to offer everybody else. But what about offering myself to him as a living sacrifice? And he said, you know, I, I love this. He said, the Lord has done great things for us whereof we are glad. Now turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Now you have to think about this. We know that heaven sits in the north. And so the opposite of heaven is what's in the south. Okay. So what he's saying is this. I can, he can turn around the trouble that comes from the south and work it out together for our good. But we got to look where? To the hill in the north from which cometh our help because our help comes down from the north. Don't look to the south. Don't look away from God. Look to God when there's trouble. Look to God when there's storms raging. Don't look to the place where your trouble came from. Where the storms came from. You know. But look to the hill from which cometh thy help. It's in the book of Psalms chapter 46. Why? I want to maintain this level of joy. I want to hang on until the gladness kick in. I, I need that joy like no other to come down to me. To get stirred up in me. That river of living water. Why? I, this is my medicine. I got to get this merry heart. You know. And so, you know, we running a race here. And we got to train so that we don't give out and burn out before we complete the race. Because you know, no, it, ain't, it ain't about how you run the race. It's about finishing it. Those who finish the race, those who endure to the end get, get the prize. There's a lot of folks on the highway of life running. You know? They're running, but they're going in the wrong direction. They're heading south, and we need to be going north. Mm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to call no names. And that's in the book of Psalms, chapter 126, verse 1 through 6, King James Bible. We got to remember what we what we're doing here. We're building a future, okay, of optimal overall wellness because we are soldiers running a race. And we don't want to be tired soldiers. We don't want to be soldiers that fail in everything we do because we're not properly trained. We have not rehearsed for the race. You got Winter Olympics going on right now and, and I don't understand why them folk want to go over there and compete when you got this, this pandemic, but they're very excited about it. Some of them have already been tested positive and they, but they're having fun. They're not sitting around worrying about it stressed out. I said, okay, well, they're they having fun. They train for it. Some of them have already won some medals and had some success, you know. But see, that ain't the kind of joy that I'm talking about. I'm talking about training for an everlasting joy. A joy that, you know, that, that can be full and remain. A permanent joy that the world can't give you. See, the world give them that joy. Give them that opportunity, that platform to go over there and test their skills and their physical training and all that. But see, we're training for a different kind of race. And we can only win if we endure to the end. Doesn't matter how swift you are. But you have to endure to the end to win. So we meet every challenge with gladness, 
with joy, with rejoicing, with being of good cheer, run this race with patience, you know, and pleasure. You know, this race. I should put no more excitement in physical races, physical accomplishments, than I do in my spiritual race, my spiritual walk, my spiritual life. And it seems like the opposite for a lot of folks, even church folk. They love the sense of a pat on the back, say you did a great job. They love the praise of men more than they love the praise of God. But the Bible says, hey, if, if the Lord heals us, we heal. If the Lord saves us, we're saved. And he said, David said, you are my praise. You're my praise. Solomon said, you're my praise. You know, he's got to be our praise. I, I, I would rather him be my praise and offer him my praise then to have somebody pat me on the back and say you ran a good race. Mm -hmm. You didn't win, you came in second, but that's good. Second place is good. See, with God, we are winners. Mm -hmm. There's only one place with him. That's the place of victory. We ain't, we ain't trying to win, we do win. We win because Christ has already ran the race. He finished the course. He set it up for us to win if we follow him. We're on his team. His team is a winning team, mm -hmm. you know. And so, but we should meet every challenge out there, everything we face every, with gladness that he gives to us with joy that he gives to us to be our strength with rejoicing again I say rejoice in the Lord because he will strengthen thine heart and in his presence is what we strive for there is pleasure you know there is pleasure you know there is life at his right hand forevermore you know you know and when you look in the book of Psalms I, I love this right here this book of Psalms chapter 30 verses 1 through 12 let me just read some of this and so you understand what I'm talking about here we're talking about meeting every challenge with gladness with joy with rejoicing and with pleasure okay excited about what God is doing now you may not be excited about what you're doing or what people are doing what I'm doing what what they doing we love that day people a lot of us suffer from that day syndrome we blame day for everything but look at what the Lord says about what they do to us or what they don't do or what they fail to do or overdo listen to what he said I will extol thee O Lord this David now for thou hast lifted me up above they above the they syndrome above the blaming everybody above rebuking Satan you know Pastor Eric taught about the book of James chapter 4 verse 7 and 8 you know submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee from you for a season that means I got to keep rehearsing this because he's going to keep coming back like a roaring lion going about seeking to and fro whom he can devour he want you to give in to the report of the doctor he wants you to give in to what you saw in the x-ray but God is standing by he says here to lift us up above that Remember now, we said what? We don't fight for the victory, but we fight from the position of victory. What does that mean, Pastor? We fight for what we already have. We know Satan, our adversary, the devil. Book of John, chapter 10, verse 10 of the King James Bible. Come but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and that you may have that life more abundantly. Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22, the King James Bible, that the blessings of the Lord make us rich. That word rich that he's talking about, full, complete, plenteous, nothing missing, broken, or lacking. God don't add stuff that, that we can't use to accomplish his purpose. Why? Wow, we're running a race. He's going to make sure that he builds us up to, to complete the race. That's right. 
He's going to add that ability to us if we seek first his way of doing it. What's his way? Turn to the counsel of the word. Only do what God tells you to do in the word. Don't add nothing to it. Don't take nothing from it. Now you, you're guaranteed that you can endure to the end. Why? He gives you the ability to do that. He's building us up. He's giving us optimal overall wellness. Everything that pertains to life and God that we may enjoy. Notice now, enjoy it. This ain't no sad walk. Even though there are sad moments, there are sad things in this journey. But that's why he said, hey, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's why we have the Holy Ghost that when there is no joy and the opportunity there to be sad and, and grieve forever. Some people grieve forever. They don't ever let it go. I mean, I, I've dealt with people like that. Every time you deal with them, every year, you know, you know they, they, they're grieving. I miss my mom. I miss my dad. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to grieve, grieve with some joy. Remember some of the great things that they did. You shouldn't just always be sad. Grieving don't have to always be sad, sad, sad. I still grieve my mama's passing, my folks passing. But you know what? I do it with a smile on my face. Just like when I told a joke this morning. I thought about my granddad, them big old watermelons. He, I thought about the muse he had. I thought about that. I laughed about it. I put some pictures out the other day. You know, can any good thing come out of Bamers? And every time I look at them pictures, I laugh about Grandpa, Grandpa Lewis Hayes and Grandma Roxy. Mm -hmm. Laugh about it. Got pictures of my mom and my mother-in-law here on the fireplace. Every time I look at them, I laugh about some of the funny times that we had. And they're gone. Mm. So grieving don't have to be sad. Mm. We say they're in a better place. Well, be happy. You know, let the joy of the Lord take that and that grieving and turn around and bring some joy in your heart. Thank you know, that they didn't throw us away. Thank they didn't abort us. They carried us for nine months and they raised us and trained us up in a loving environment. Yeah. And now look at us, what we're doing. A portion of them is in us. That's right. Their legacy is still being lived through us. Mm -hmm. You ought to be glad about that. Yes. Could have been a different situation. Sure. Could not have known who your parents were, where you came from. And so he said, the Lord lift us up and has not made my foes to rejoice over me, but I rejoice over them because I'm saved. And I have something that I can offer them. And I'm excited about that because if he saved me and I'm saved, he can save them and they'll be saved. That's good news. That's glad tidings. That's the good news of the gospel. He said it. You know, hey, if I heal you, you heal. If I save you, save. Am I your praise? You know, David figured this thing out. Rejoice over me. Ain't no enemy gonna rejoice over us. We too busy rejoicing over them. Mm. Oh Lord my God, I cried unto thee. Look at that. And thou hast healed me. So there's a key right there. Now, if you need some healing, cry to God. He said, I hear your answer, show you great and mighty things that I know if not. Oh Lord, he keeps saying, Oh Lord. You know, see, this is how you submit yourself to God and resist the devil. The devil hates it when you say, Oh Lord, it ain't him. Mm. But rejoice over that dude. Mm. He's under your feet. Tread upon them serpents and scorpions of all the power and works of the adversary. He come in trying to kill, steal, and destroy your joy, destroy you. He don't want to hear you saying, Oh Lord, you know, you are my praise, you are my strength, you are my healer. Oh Lord, thou hast bought up my soul from the grave. You're going to live. You're not going to die. You got to declare the good news and the works of the Lord in there to your family, everywhere you go, mountaintop, valley low, marketplace, letting your light shine that men will see your good works and they too will glorify our Father which is in heaven. 
speaking those things to be not as though they are. Yeah, went to the doctor, didn't like the report, but you know what? With his stripes, I'm healed. People need to hear you say that because they go to the doctor and get a bad report and they are devastated. I'm so sick. <coughs> y'all might as well just go and take me out of this world. I don't want to lay here and suffer like that. I don't want y'all to see me. Then, hey, oh Lord, if you heal me, I'm healed. What happened to that testimony? What happened to that praise? Mm. Is he the healer or not? He is. You know, you can, you can create joy out of sadness. Because you're not basing it on your joy, the world's joy. You're basing it on the joy of the Lord. Let it be your strength. It comes down like no other. You can, you can stir it up and get it moving inside of you. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit. Look at what he says. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. Everybody can't do this, but you're a saint of God. And give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. His holiness. He sent his word to sanctify us. Why? Because he knew the word of truth was sanctified. It'll get rid of everything that's in us that's not of God. That's his holiness. He sent us his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit deals with us in holy truth. That's why he's the spirit of truth. That teach us holy things. Things that are to come. Things that are. Things that was. They're all holy. Sanctified unto the Lord. That's why he prayed to the Father. Sanctify them with thy word. Because thy word is truth, Lord. That's what brings the joy. And it's a holy joy. It's a sanctified joy. It's not like no other joy. For his anger endured but for a moment. Stop talking about God mad at us. He ain't mad at us. He, he looks at us through the merits of his son Jesus on that cross through the blood. And, and that's how he looks at us. And that's favorable. In his favor is life. Weeping. I love this. May endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. <clears throat> Look at David. David knew that the Lord treated him like the beloved that he called him to be after his own heart. He knew <laughs> that God wanted him to prosper and be in health, even as David's soul will prosper. Look at what he said. And, and, and that the God that you called me to prosper in. <laughs> I love it, man. He said, you know, I said, I shall never be moved. Somebody ought to say, I'll never be moved away from God. I'll never be moved away from gladness and joy and excitement about God. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountains to stand strong. Mm -mm -mm. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. You know, David was in sin, so sin will call God to hide his faith from you. You be hidden from God. I cried unto thee, though, when I felt that way. Oh, Lord, there it is again. And unto the Lord, I made supplication. I didn't go call him a doctor doing no telemedicine with the doctor, none of that stuff. I called him the name of the Lord before I did it, before I died. Any number to man, to the hospital, to, to the triage nurse. I called on the name of the Lord first. That's, that, that, that's, a, that's a lesson for some of us right there. What prophet is there in my blood? See, the blood of Jesus is what makes us whole again. The blood of Jesus was washed away our sin. And that blood, that, that blood has never lost its power. The book of Leviticus, chapter 17, verse 11, the King James Bible said the blood, the blood is the life of the flesh. That blood brings life to our old dead flesh, our old tired flesh. Why? It hasn't lost its power. You know, it's right there at the right hand of God. When I go down to the pit, 
So he's telling you that there are going to be some pits out there on this road that we run in this race on. Life is like that. Shall the dust praise thee? Oh, no. Ain't no rocks and no dust going to cry for me. Shall I declare thy truth? Yes, you better. You better. <laughs> he watches over his word to perform it. You know, we can sanctify some things by declaring the truth. He wants us to know it and he wanted to be make us free so that we can make well-informed decisions when these things show up. Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Woof. Lord, be thou my helper. Mm -mm -mm. Thou have turned for me my morning into dancing. Boy, I'm telling you, man. Thou has put off my sackcloth. I ain't crying, boo-hoo, tears, and all that no more, God. I'm taking that stuff off. And girded me with gladness. Mm -mm -mm. To the end that my glory may sing praises to thee and not be silent. Too many folks are silent, going through, hurting inside. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Throw your hands in the air like you don't care. Start dancing. Man, me and Pastor Sherry, when I get off this line now in the morning, man, cold outside, I can't go walk. Man, I put my music on, man. And boy, we be in here jamming, exercising, getting these bodies moving, man. Before you know it, man, joy and dancing be done took me to another level. All my pain gone. You know, I say, man, I'm going to exercise right here, man, in the kitchen. You know. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praises to thee and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. That's in the book of Psalms, chapter 30, verse 1 through 20, King James Bible. A lot of times we just focus on verse 5. Mm. Where it says, you know, weeping man do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We love to declare. That's right. That's, that's true. Now, let me deal with that just a little bit. You know, there are three things that I want to leave with you this morning. There are steps each day that we can experience the joy. Number one, we have to decide that sorrow, if at all, is only an overnight guest. That's what it said. Weeping man do it for a night. So it's just an overnight guest. And you know what happens to them. Must be out by morning. I know what the word said. That's the standard now. Weeping may endure for a night. So it's just an overnight guest. It has to be out in the morning. And you can tell it what time in the morning when you want to leave. You know, 12.01 is morning. Then you start another day. So you can tell it right then and then. It's got to be out by morning. Why? Because I'm joy showing up. And I can't have you in here with my joy. We decide who stays and who goes. If you want weeping to stay, it'll stay. If you want joy to come, it'll come. It ain't about no clock. It's about your decision. It's our house. And Jesus Christ is its owner. All unwanted guests have to move out swiftly. Come on, y'all. And, and weeping is unwanted. It didn't come from God. It came from the way I feel about things. Remember, we talked about those feelings. Pastor Sharon dealt with those emotions, those feelings, the way we see things. Got to get rid of all that. Why? We're training, we're rehearsing, because we've got a race that's set before us. We're, we're racing toward, you know, optimal overall wellness. And so all these overnight guests got to go. They caused us to weep. You know. And they got to they gotta go quickly. First thing every morning, start your day by feeling good about everything Everywhere and everybody Because you're going to encounter throughout that day And you don't know what, what to expect From every place you're going to go 
every person you're going to meet and everything you're going to do. Why? Because the Bible says tomorrow comes with a whole bunch of new challenges. But I can prepare myself before I meet those challenges. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I got to start my day by feeling good about those things. You know, speak, speak to them. Speak to those things. Speak to those people. Speak to those places. You ain't met them yet. But see, you're declaring things that be not. Why? My, my state of mind, my state of wellness is that is hanging in the balance here. Mm-hmm. And remember, I'm snared by what? The words of my mouth. I'm taken by the words of my mouth. The book of Proverbs, chapter 6, verse 2, the King James Bible. But start my day that way. Mm. Be happy about it. Be excited about it. Be glad about it. That I got the power given me by God to do that. Mm. Number two, feel good about yourself. Those who labor among you, feel good about them. And especially our companions in life. I feel good about my wife. She's right here with me. I hear Pastor Eric say sometimes, here with my lovely wife, Pastor Sharon. Here with my lovely wife, Pastor Sharon. Here with my lovely wife, Pastor Phoebe. We do that for a reason. You know, feel good about that. We're doing this together. Teamwork. She's sitting there right now. My che- cheering. We're going we gonna to speak the word in a little bit together. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know. 37 years. You know. Feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. More importantly than any of the above, feel good about your relationship with God through your personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And then sincerely love him as we get on our way at the start of our day. Three little things we can do right there. You know, three little steps we can take. How do we receive, it's very important, the joy of the Lord? How do we receive the joy of the Lord? Okay, number one, joy is something that God only can restore. Now, I'm not talking about stuff that you feel good about out here in the world. I'm talking about a joy that the world cannot even phantom, can't comprehend. Runs a little bit deeper than that, you know. And so that kind of joy right there is something that only God can restore. Only God can birth it. Only God can give it. He gives it through his spirit. Got it, got it. Jeremiah got it. He says like fire set up in my bone. He had to realize it, you know. But see, God restored him. Why? He was ready to give up, Pastor. Yes, sir. He was tired of people. He was tired of the day. He had the day syndrome. He was tired of day. Uh. But see, God restored his joy. He reminded him, boy, I called you from your mother's womb. Man, I could just imagine when he, when he heard that, man, he probably got, he said it's like fire set up in my bone. He heard something at a low point in his life, man, that just, just restored everything. Yeah. And you know, the Bible promises that he said until your joy becomes full. Oh. I believe he was full. Uh-huh. And he drew strength, just like Nehemiah. Number two, joy is found in God's presence. Uh-huh. You know, and now let me say this to you. No place do a believer go, a born-again believer, spiritual believer, are you ever out of the presence of God because he's omnipresent. You got to remember that, though. No matter where I go, God don't leave me, don't forsake me. He's with me to the end of the age. So no matter where I go, I'm in the presence of God. I can't get away from God. Why? He's omnipresent. But a lot of times, because trouble is around us, we don't see God. But you got a purpose in your heart to see God in everything. Because weapons will be formed against you, but they're not going to prosper over you. The enemy going to come in like a flood, but God going to raise up a standard for you. And a thousand may come at your right side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't harm you. Why? The ground you stand on is holy. It's consecrated. It's separated. It's sanctified. Why? Because right there where you stand is where God's going to build his church if, he, if, if you open up your mouth and let him use you. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Think about Peter. 
Flesh and blood have not revealed that to you. Do flesh and blood reveal to you when things happen, what to do, what to say, how to act? If God can't use it, we always say don't say it. Just stand still and see the salvation Lord at work. You know? Number three, joy is a result of righteousness. And we don't make our own righteousness. The Lord said beware of the righteousness of the Pharisee, you know, but they go about establishing their own righteousness. We don't establish our own righteousness, but we are the righteousness of God through the blood of Jesus. Don't ever forget that. Carry that thought with you. That ought to bring joy that I can cry, Abba, Father, Abba, Daddy, because of the righteousness of God given to us through the blood of Jesus. Remember he said, hey, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That if any man aim to please God in these things, what things? Righteousness, peace, and joy, things of the Spirit. I will be accepted of God and approved of men. Accepted of God. When I go out here to face people, places, and things, I'm going to be approved. Mm. So it's a result of righteousness that I receive from God through the Spirit. Number four, joy is found when I delight myself also in God's Word. Perfect law of liberty. Continue therein. And the Bible says you're going to have success, not only success, but good success. Good. You're going to be successful. But I got to I gotta delight myself in the word of God. You know. Then uh, next, number, number five, it says, joy is the result of speaking with some wisdom. Now, let me tell you this. The word of God is all the wisdom that you need. Now, you might have... Wisdom that you get from experience, wisdom that comes, you know, from learning things in college and all that's that's worldly that's good, that's wisdom. But it will not get you to that level of joy when you're facing a storm. Mm. And so you get wisdom from God. That the word of God is the wisdom of God. But the understanding, okay, is what makes that wisdom work mm. favorably for me. Yes. See. Because I may I may apply it the wrong way. Yes. And it might backfire. I have to apply it the way God applied it. Through his son Jesus, through the apostles. Through the, a lot of them applied it the wrong way and they paid a price. But they got restored. You know, Jeremiah, you know, they, he, perfect example. A lot, Peter, perfect example. But when they found it, Paul, perfect example. When they turned it around and got it right, it became favorable for them. Yes, yes. Now they could go out there and speak from experience. When God healed us of COVID, it was a going to another level of faith. I didn't see it that way initially. He said, but now I'm giving you your own personal testimony. You believe I'm a healer. You, you, you know what the scriptures say. You know what James, the book of James 5, 13 to 16 say. You go lay hands on people. You anoint them with all. You pray the prayer of faith. But now for your own personal benefit, to go to another level of faith, I want to give you your, I want the wisdom to work for you. I want it to work favorable for you. So now you can speak from experience. And see, that's that joy, man, when you, when you know, hey, look what the Lord has done. Mm. You know, he saved me, he healed me, he filled me. Look, what the, look at what the Lord has done, you know. Mm. Just in time, saved me. And so, you know, so, so, so that, that's the result of speaking with wisdom. It brings joy. Joy is produced by having a, a sanctified, holy, righteous uh, hope. You know, think about it. He said, you know, uh, to give you a hope in the future. See, that's righteous. That comes from God. It's not unrighteous. Unrighteous comes from man. Might give it to you, might not, might take it back, might change their mind. But see, when it comes from God, that's righteous. See, that, that, that joy right there, man, comes from a righteous hope. So I'm hoping in God. 
You know, because I know his thoughts. Now, he said, I know my thoughts towards you. I'm going to give you a hope in the future. You ain't got to worry about that. That's a righteous hope. That means nothing can take it away. Nothing can change it. Only God. And then finally, joy is found when God answers our prayer. So now we pray prayers believing, just like Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, the King James Bible says, we call on the name of the Lord. We cry out to him. He hears us. And he answers us and shows us great and mighty things that thou knowest not. So see, that's the joy. I know that when I, when I cry out to God as a, as a child of God, filled with his spirit, he's going to hear my prayer and answer my prayer. Even though sometimes, Pastor Sheldon, the answer might be no. Mm-hmm. It might be delayed, but it's never denied. You're going to get a response from God. And he does things that he knows is best for us. He don't just do it because we, oh, okay. no. He knows what's best for us. He loves it when we ask him, though, as a father. You know, in the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verses 5 through 4 through 5, the King James Bible. Again, that's the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verses 4 through 5, the King James Bible. It lets us know that we live in a dangerous and an unpredictable world right now. You know, yet, 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 knowing all of this, you got COVID, you got Omicron, you got Delta, you got the numbers are starting to balance out, but there's other stuff popping up in these other countries. Now you got wars about to break out, Ukraine and Russia, and you know, you just got, you just got, you know, you got a, 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 a winter storm going through the northeast right now. Now it's hitting Florida, you know, it's cold outside, you know. You know, you got so many natural things. You got so many man-made things. You got so much stuff that's happening right now. They, you got police officers just got shot in Texas, man. You got stuff going on right now that's just out of control, you know. It's a dangerous, unpredictable world that we live in. Thing might be clear for six hours. The next six hours, man, some, something else happens. Fire breaks out. You know, they just buried a young police officer in New York. Two of them killed. Young man killed them, and they killed him. This stuff is still going on. It's raging. You got turmoil right now up in the up in the political setting with our government. They fighting and feud. But there was fourteen. You know, subpoenas went out. So there there is some good taking place in the midst of that. But it's just how you look at it. Everything that the devil means for our bad. Now let me tell you something. I ain't blaming the devil for everything, but I'm blaming him for the things that, that he's responsible for. Because he pounces on the opportunity. He goes to and fro. And when something happens, the people don't know how to turn to God so it don't happen again. That's for help. There's a 100% chance of a city that they're going to do it again. That's insanity. That's insanity. How many times lives got to be lost before we figure out nothing worthwhile will happen on this earth without God's intervention? And see, people don't have that kind of internal peace and joy because they look into all the wrong sources. They look into all the wrong systems. And those systems have been failing us for years. And joy dates all the way back, you know, to the Old Testament, you know. And it says right there, you know, you know, yet we can still have joy because our souls are anchored in the Lord. Trouble will not always last. You know, in, in this verse right here, that's what it's talking about. It stays. Listen to what it said. In the book of First John, chapter 5, verse 4 and 5, the King James Bible. Listen to what it said. It says, for everyone who had this, you know, everyone who have been born of God overcomes the world. Right. See, if you, if you know you can overcome because you're born of God, that ought to bring some joy. Jesus said in this world you live in, you're going to have trials and tribulations. Be a good chip because he's already overcome this world. So we overcome what our fathers overcome. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Don't let this world steal your joy. Don't let this world be the source that gives you something to be, be excited about. 
Go higher than that. You know, for everyone who has overcome, over, everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Yes. You know. What God says about joy is this. Again, your little definition here. We're going to prepare to bring this in. He says, a biblical definition of joy says this. That joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on who Jesus is rather than on who we are or what is happening around us. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit abiding in God's presence and from a hope in his word and the presence of God who lives in us. Great is he that's in us and he that's in the world. That's in the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 4 the King James Bible. That's where it comes from. That's that biblical joy. You know, understand that there is a difference between joy now and happiness. There's a big biblical difference. A lot of people just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. I want to be with somebody that's going to make me happy. Buy me this, buy me that, take me here. You know. See, that's, that's, that's what the world conditions us to do. You know, you know. But happiness only happens to us. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. So it happens in us and through us. And when we find joy, it's infused with a level of comfort and strength that's wrapped up like a gift. And the wrappings is peace. You know, you have peace of mind. Because you understand where it's coming from, so you keep your mind stayed on where it's coming from, the Prince of Peace. And guess what now? You know, you'll be kept if you keep your mind stayed on the Prince of Peace. It is an attitude of the heart and spirit. Often, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's limited to following Christ and pursuing an optimal overall life of wellness in Christ Jesus. Everything that pertains to life in God that we may enjoy it. Not that we may just get by. Some folks just want to get by. They just want to make it to another day. Yeah. But see, we're talking about building a future here of optimal overall wellness. And we gave you some areas there that covers just about everything that people are struggling with right now. Environment, occupation, emotional, physical, you know, financial, mm -hmm. environmental. All these areas is what's affecting us right now. This is where the danger is at, yeah. you know. And, 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 and you know, and, 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 and happiness, is, it, it happens to us sometimes when those things work out. But what about when they don't work out? Mm -hmm. We're so broken, we're so distraught, we're so depressed. We want to give up. Some folks do what? Go out and commit suicide. 22 veterans a year committing suicide because they're stressed out, because they went and fought, lost limb, you know, traumatic brain injuries, PTSD, and they come back, man, it's like they're coming back to a strange world, not the same place they left. And they just end it. There are, some, there are some cults out there right now where, you know, I was looking at a, a documentary yesterday, and some of you probably saw it on the History Channel. You know, the, the, the thing that happened in Waco, you know, those people died. And there's another one called the, the heaven, the doors to heaven, a, minute, a, a religion out there where these people, man, do crazy stuff. And they believe that they're going to take, when, when they kill themselves, or they die, that they're going to get in their vehicles and they're going to go away to a, to a, right into heaven. This is, this is craziness out there. And they're so sad and so depressed. And the people that, that are drawn to these type of cults are because they don't have no joy. They have, they have happiness, but when people make them unhappy, now they feel like, man, you know, we're the enemy. The world is the enemy. And they don't belong in this world. They belong somewhere else. That's, that's kind of taking it too far. We should be in this world, but not of this world. 
But God has given us dominion over the things of this world. Not to have those things decide what we're going to do. He decides what we're going to do. So let's look at a few verses here before we close. When you look at the Psalms, and that goes, since joy been around a long time, we'll just deal with the Psalms. It's got so many expressions in there about joy. David, David didn't write all the Psalms, but he wrote a great portion of them. There was other people who wrote Psalms too that it was included to the, in, the, in, the, in the book of the 150 Psalms that we have. David didn't write all of them, so there were some others that wrote some too because they experienced, they were part of the, the, the joy that David experienced and they expressed it through what they wrote in some of these Psalms. Uh, some of them bring great joy. You know, many of them personify uh, why we rejoice. A lot of times when I'm riding, I look at the sky, I get happy. Because I see the I see the work of God. Sometimes when I'm riding through the country, I see the trees, wind blowing. I get excited. I rejoice because I know that's God's that's God's finger work. That's God's handiwork. Then I look in the mirror and I see myself. I said, "This is this. you know I'm wonderfully and fearfully made." Some of you look in the mirror and you're horrified. You don't like what you see, but you should feel good because you're not some junk thrown together. You're not a big ball of cosmic energy. No, you are the handiwork, the finger work, the magnificent. Shaping, molding of God, image, and likeness, you know. And so, as far back as you want to look, you know. And so, we should rejoice. In other words, when we laugh, we are laughing along with the earth. I can go out here, man, look to the sky sometimes. It do look like a big smile on the sky. Especially when the rain clouds and overcast them moved away and now the sky. You ever, anybody ever noticed that? One minute you got the wind blowing, these rain clouds, everything get dark. Then all of a sudden, man, I'm sitting in the living room, I look out the window, man, the dark clouds are gone, the tree, the wind is not blowing. And now the sky just lights up and you get this ray of sunlight. It's like it's smiling right in your window. And it make you feel good. Now you go outside and you're like, man, it looks so nice out here. Rain don't wash down all the dirt out the air. And now the, the, it's like the, the, the whole sky just lights up and smiles. And we ought to laugh about that. Dang. We're surrounded by that, you know. Now you can go up the street, man, and probably find chaos and be sad about that. But we ought to find things to laugh about in the earth. Because the Bible says a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So we should always strive not to have a broken spirit that dry the bones. That's in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 22, the King James Bible. He also says, clap your hands, all ye nations. All ye nations, shout to God who cries with cries of joy. Shout to God. Book of Psalms, chapter 140, chapter 47, verse 1, the King James Bible. It says, oh, clap your hands, all ye people, shouting to God with the voice of triumph. Now, you know, we say every morning we're seeking God, so we ought to start by shouting unto him, with the voice of triumph, with the voice, you know, of joy. I'm glad to be here, you know. So we should clap, clap our hands, man, you know, you know. Uh, also, uh, God has a, a, a smile on his face about us when we gather in the mornings. The book of Psalms chapter 42, verse 5 of the King James Bible says it like this. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude, but I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, yes. with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for mm -hmm. I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. See, David done figured this thing out, man. And he writing this man because this was this what got him juiced up. Mm -hmm. 
He had he had a lot of you know people saw especially want to kill him. Some of Saul's followers want to kill him. So he had a lot to be concerned about, even in his own house. Everybody that was in his house with him wasn't, wasn't for him. Some his son Absalom wanted to get rid of him and replace him, take all his wives, take it, take everything from him. And instead of doing that, David ran from him, hid from him. He didn't want to hurt his son. Just like he didn't want to do it with Saul. He respected the kingship. So he, 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 he had a lot of sad moments, but he turned them into joy. Yes. You know, he, he had some weeping that dude went through a night. But guess what? He got rid of that guest by that morning because he found a place where he could write these psalms, you know, and, 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 and get in the presence of God and experience the fullness of joy and the pleasure of God at his right hand forevermore. You know, so so it, it works. You know, it works. So that's in the book of Psalms, chapter forty-two, verse five, the King James Bible. So let's look at a couple more of these right here. Uh, in the book of Psalms, chapter two, verse forty, King James Bible, God who sits in the heavens, He laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. I, man, this blessed me when I read this. Talking about our enemies. Talking about all those men who don't have anything to laugh about because they create so much chaos for other people. You know. Uh, you know, when the kings of the world set themselves against God and take counsel against God, it saith that he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. They crazy. They're nobody, I'm telling you something. No man on this earth, man, will ever be God. Come on. I don't care how much people pump them up and got them thinking that. You know. God will hold them in derision. It's sort of a like hush. You don't know what you're talking about. Kind of laughter. It's not a jovial response of, of happiness. God doesn't, ain't happy. He just, you know, part of his nature is joy. But nevertheless, it's laughter, you know. And if God laughs at our enemies, guess what we, sh we should do? He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. That's in the book of Psalms, chapter 2, verse 40, King James Bible. So let's do, when it comes down to all these challenges, all these things that are going on, let's treat it and approach it the same way God does. Everything, every place, and every person. You know, pray with excitement and joy for those who persecute you. Do all amount of evil against you. It just makes you feel so much better. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 13, 17, the King James Bible says this. He that is of a merry heart has a continual feast. You know, Proverbs, uh, chapter 15, verse 15, the King James Bible. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. You see people sometimes, they just look so sad. You know, so sad. On the job, marketplace, so sad. And they're living in a, a, a country that's free. Yes. You know, you can go shop. You can. You got so much availability of things now, man. Walmart's everywhere. Super Walmart, Publix, all over the place. You got all this access that other countries and people don't have. They got other people got a reason to hang their head. But man, we got it made here. And you got people walking around just as sad as they can be. And you can see it on their account. They wear it like clothes. Mm -hmm. But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. That's a true statement. That's why these people are acting out sometimes. And retaliating, going off on people in the line. We don't want to put no masks on. Don't want you to say that to them. The heart of him that hath understanding, though, seeketh knowledge, so you don't perish. But the mouth of the fools feedeth on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil. Mm, mm, mm. But he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Better is a little with fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. It's amazing how these folk got all this stuff right now, boy, and they worry. Just like they can't get enough. 
But see, they haven't laid anything up that they can draw from. So they're concerned about if something happened to this, I'm, I'm through, I'm finished. I lost everything. Y'all hear him say it. Better is, I like this part, better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stall ox and hatred therewith. Take inventory, y'all. That's in the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 13, 17, King James Bible. Last scripture, and then we're going to end right here. I command mirth, this is in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 15, the King James Bible. Then I commended mirth because a man had no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be merry. For that shall abide with him of his labor the days of his life, which God giveth him under the sun. That's in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 15, the King James Bible. Stop running, 